0: Hey everybody, it's Jason McLaren. Welcome to This Show is a Disaster. And I want to talk today a little bit about Incident Command and the Incident Command system because as I talk to people in this this incident with the coronavirus that's going on right now, uh, I understand a lot of people don't know what that is, what Incident Command is and there's a lot of fast-moving parts on what's going on. And I know our my emergency management people, really know this, and a lot of the fire employees understand a little bit of it, but I wanted to kind of go into it, and I will cover as much as I can today in the episode, and then maybe just make this a multi-part series, but Incident Command is a command and control system, as we we may know, and it comes off the Forestry Service command system, and it basically delineates job responsibilities for day-to-day operations in the emergency incident, and you can use it for planned events such as marathons or 5Ks or um, I've seen it used for big presidential inauguration, not, not inaugurations, but like presidential events where, you know, like a presidential library opening. Uh, it can be used in several ways. And a lot of companies use this in their day-to-day operations, such as you have an incident commander who may be the the CEO of the company. Basically, they're an incident commander every day. Then you got your chief operating officer. That's your operations section chief, which I'll talk about in a second. But this is just a structured format for people to use uh, in order to manage a pro- manage manage an incident or a process. So, and the main purpose that came it came up with the forestry service was to uh, make sure that the safety of the responders was kept and that they achieved their tactile Tactical objectives each operational period, and they're using their resources efficiently. Now that is very important in what's going on now with the coronavirus because this thing is evolving day by day, hour by hour, sometimes. And so, we, and we've got limited resources. That's the big the big news over the past few days is the limited personal protective equipment and everybody that went out and bought it right when this started happening. Uh, you know, limiting some of the resources, and that's kind of how the i c s system was developed because it had you know there was lack of accountability poor communications lack of planning and it overloaded uh, the the whole agency you know if it was an individual agency or multiple agencies uh it over overloaded that agency so they kind of spread it out through the incident command system and uh it can be it can be uh, it can be escalated uh so obviously this is a global pandemic right now but Incident command can be just small. You can have one or two people in your incident command, uh, depending on what kind of incident you have. And the big thing is, you know, it allows for all the agencies to work together. So, you know, if a hospital right now during this pandemic needs something, they're able to run that up the chain to their logistics person who then runs it up the chain to their, you know, corporate or regional logistics person who then goes up to their uh, their main company finance or purchasing group Um, and that's just a, a little example there but the basic thing is the common terminology the objectives you know managing objectives is another thing and that's that's setting your objectives up so that you're not just kind of making it up as you go now coronavirus you know the big thing is okay which what PPE can we use Uh, How are we going to restock that PPE? Do we need to decon that PPE? Uh, We're able to set up objectives and set timelines for when those objectives are going to be completed. And avoiding the duplication of efforts. So, I think that's a big thing right now is avoiding the duplication of efforts because all these entities are doing things and we don't want to be wasting time doing the same thing In different locations so and next I want to talk about the command staff so you have command staff you have incident commander public information officer liaison officer safety officer and then you have your chiefs uh, which I'll talk about in a second that's your general staff but anyway your command staff your incident commander they provide the leadership for the incident so Like I said earlier, that could be like your CEO of your company. could be your incident commander. They're probably going to delegate it to someone. And that's another key point of the incident commander. They can delegate authority because they got the business to run still or the the fire department or the police department. They still have to run all that. So they're going to delegate it usually to a deputy or assistant chief or something like that. And that incident commander takes their direction from the agency or the official. So if it's a county, it's going to be the county judge or in my just my example a minute ago if they've delegated if the ceo of the company has delegated that to like a a director or a vp or something uh you know they get their direction from them Uh, then you have your public information officer this that's your your media information person so they're going to give information to the media and this is a really key point because you don't need your incident commander tied up responding to these types of requests when something comes in once again big companies do this every day they have a media person that does that as a full-time job fire departments police departments uh, a lot of these bigger ones have a full-time public information officer so that's what they do then you have a liaison officer they're gonna they help the incident commander by being a point contact for agencies outside the whatever agency you work for and so you know they may be reaching out to their contacts at different fire departments police departments hospitals Depending on what you're working on, and they're going to liaison and you know open those lines of communication so that we're sharing information the right way and, and um, not duplicating resources like I mentioned earlier. Then you have your safety officer; they're going to help the incident commander with safety issues because sometimes your incident commander doesn't hasn't been in in the field. So, for example, right now with COVID-19, like I said, PPE is a big issue you know, what safety factors are going on. Uh, And I know probably in some of these hospitals, you've got a, you know, the incident commander may not be a clinical person. And so this safety officer is able to reach out to them and kind of advise them on safety issues like, hey, this is the kind of PPE we need or, uh, and explain it kind of in a layman's terms for that person that may not work in that position all the time. Uh, So now I'll kind of just do a, overview of the general staff and then I'll save the details for the next episode, but the general staff is the operations section, planning section, logistics section, and finance. And Your operations section uh, they're they're supervised by the operations section chief and they oversee the operational response so that's the boots on the ground that's the people on the front lines. So my keep going back to COVID here your operations section chief may be like a CNO at a hospital Uh, Because they're, you know, they're over all the people on the front lines, such as the nurses in the ER or or the ORs or PACU or ICU. Uh, And then if you're dealing with public health, you know, that could be like a public health official for the county. Uh, Your planning section is responsible for planning the ongoing operations. So uh, I talked a little bit earlier about um, operational periods. And so operational period for those that don't work in emergency management or public safety is the time that you're going to set your objectives. So a lot of times this will be a 12-hour period because we're used to working 12-hour periods. So the planning section chief and their their vision is responsible for planning what's going to happen in that next 12-hour period. You're not planning for what's going on right now because it's a fluid situation. You're planning, okay, you're planning for ahead. Okay, we're short on PPE. You know, how are we going to get PPE? And they're going to plan for that. And they have people under them, which I'll talk about in the next episode. Logistics section. The logistics section has a logistics logistic section chief over it. They're the ones that get all the resources for the response. And they they arrange the procurement, delivery, and deployment of those. So they're, they're the ones that get the stuff. And they, they get it from, from the vendor to the front line. They coordinate all that and make sure that, you know, that's taken care of not to be confused with the finance section they're the ones that pay for everything they set up the accounting and make sure that everything is you know accounted for as far as monetary wise and make sure that uh, anything that's eligible for refunds from FEMA or any other grants or anything like that is accounted for Uh, this is like kinda like if you're using a credit card you're gonna go procure something you're using your credit card that's kind of like your finance section you pay that credit card later that's kind of how this kind of works with with the emergency management you're gonna procure something that's the the logistics section finance is the credit card is the one that's paying for it and gonna take care of all the billing and stuff later um, so that's it for this episode quick quick overview I know I, I stumbled during a minute in the middle about um, some things but sorry about that we'll clean it up a little bit but yeah quick overview of the incident command system once again the next couple episodes we'll talk about those detailed sections and what they do and what is going on in the world today. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Jason McLaren, and that's all for today.